right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Alexander Rossi, the 2016 Indy 500 champion. Now, just to set things up a bit for you here, I was going to run the 12 questions with Eric Jones this week. As you know, they go in order because I need a question from the last interview to lead into the next one. But Alexander Rossi was here in Portland, Oregon, where I live, promoting both the Indy 500 and the upcoming Portland Grand Prix this summer. So there was some availability to do an interview with him here in Portland. Before I went to the Indy 500 this week, I was going to grab a a driver while I was there, and and it would be for next week's 12 questions. Anyway... Long story short, I'm switching things around. I'm going to run this interview with Alexander Rossi today. I'm going to go bike over to the racetrack now and record that with him, then bike back, transcribe it, post the podcast for you to listen to. So just want to set that up. Anyway, the next thing you'll hear is me from Portland International Raceway with Alexander Rossi. All right, everybody, I'm here with Alexander Rossi. We're sitting in the bleachers at Portland International Raceway on a nice day. Beautiful Alexander, day. thanks for doing this. It's pretty pleasure. awesome that yeah. you're here. Um, so here's the 12 questions for you. The first one is, how often do you have dreams about racing? Um, that's a, I don't know. I Never, really, unless it's a bad day. And then I don't think it's dreams. It's just not being able to sleep because you're constantly replaying um, what happened and what went wrong but i never have the good dreams about racing oh (laughs) that doesn't sound good no um okay so i and again these aren't for you specifically this one might sound like it applies to you don't take it personally okay uh if you get into someone during a race intentional or not does it matter if you apologize i don't think so no it doesn't change anything doesn't matter well i mean the result is what it is um and I mean, I think if it's someone who you have a good relationship with, um, off track, then yeah, you'll probably talk to them. But if you don't, then no. Okay. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? The biggest compliment, um, that someone could give me probably that, you know, you're a good racing driver, but also a good person, I think. Cause I mean, as much as we define ourselves as race car drivers, you know, outside of that, um, we're just normal people and human beings that are trying to to do good things in the world okay so let's say indycar comes to you and they're like hey we're bringing the celebrity to the racetrack and we'd love for you to host them take them around before the race um who's the celebrity you'd be really excited about hosting ryan reynolds oh okay yeah you didn't even have to think about that one nope. very long deadpool it's okay. pretty cool nice yeah um okay in an effort to show it's a health conscious sport indycar offers the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for one month would you do it i just for the first pit box for the yeah you well you can pick i mean if that's if that's the advantage in indycar yeah i don't know that it's a big enough advantage to go vegan so i oh, would okay. not do it you no. like your meat you like your cheese i do i do, not so much cheese i like meat i i eat meat pretty much every day so oh, yeah, wow yeah okay, i don't think i'd be, give that up yeah connor would okay connor connor is a part-time vegan he so dabbles. Th- he dabbles in veganism, yeah. Um, so I think he would probably be the first to go for that. Okay. Okay, now it's time for the random race challenge. So I okay. went through racing reference and picked a random race from your career, and you have to tell me where you finished in Oh, this boy. Race. That's exciting. Okay. Um, this is the 2015 F1 Mexico Grand Prix. Do you remember where you finished it all in that race? Uh, 15th? That is correct. Yeah. How do you how do you remember? Are you good at remembering races? Yes, I'm pretty good at remembering oh, okay. races. Yeah, um, 
that one I wasn't as sure of as probably other ones, but yeah, I had obviously a pretty good idea. What were those days like, um, for you driving those cars? Awesome. I mean, that was, that was my dream and that was what I had worked for, for, for 15 years. And, um, the fact that I finally got the opportunity to be a Grand Prix driver, although it was only for five races was, was pretty special. And, um, regardless of the fact that we didn't have a, a competitive car to win races, um, that was a, a dream come true for me. So I'll, I'll definitely cherish those memories. Hmm. Okay. Alexander, who is the best rapper alive? Probably. Wow. Are you into rap? I'm not into rap, but I have a respect. For, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Jay-Z. So we'll go with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I get a lot of, either people seem to know this question or have an idea or they're just complete I mean, blank just, just him as a businessman in general, like beyond his rapping. Yeah. I mean, just him as a, as a brand is pretty amazing. It's yeah. something that I think a lot of people can aspire to, to kind of be like him. Okay. Who has the most punchable face in IndyCar? Oh, do you want a list? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, if you have one. Um, punchable face. That's a that's a mean question. It is. Um, we'll go with Charlie. Okay. Just because of his face or uh, you actually want to punch him? I don't want to punch oh, Charlie. Okay. Okay. I just feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. He's got that look about him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, IndyCar enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your team for a race as part of a big publicity push they're doing. They're bringing Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks. One's going to be your strategist, one's going to be your spotter, and one's going to be your motorhome driver. Who do you assign to what role between... Okay, so wait. So Tom... Wait. Tom Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yep. uh, LeBron and Taylor Swift. Well, I feel like Tom Hanks should be the spotter. Okay. Because I feel like he'll be the most analytical okay um and considering he's your the relationship you have with them you're kind of putting your life in their hands in a, in a remote way lebron i mean is it gonna be a better strategist than taylor <laughs> swift and i think it'd also be pretty cool to talk to him yeah during a race he's the one you're bouncing ideas off of so that'd be great he's the king um and then, yeah, that leaves Taylor as a motorhome driver, which would mean my motorhome didn't get anywhere, I don't think. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine she's that good at that. Yeah. She okay. might be. That might be very prejudiced and rude. She might be an excellent driver, but... She I probably just, has zero experience with that, though. I, I feel like think. she doesn't drive a lot of places. Yeah. I feel like she gets driven, which, hey, when you're that that level, you should... <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, what is the key to finding the best pre-race bathroom? Um, well... I don't know that there's a key, but it's definitely something that we all scout out. And of all of the places for there not to be an abundance of bathrooms, it's the Indy Motor Speedway, which I think is ridiculous. Like, there's as much of a panic to get to the restroom before, like, this national anthem for the 500 as there is, like, a panic getting into turn one on lap <laughs> one of the 500. Like, it's a, it's ridiculous. I don't understand how they think it's okay to have the most highest attended race in the world and have, like, four bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like mind. a huge problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as you know, Carl Edwards used to do backflips when he won sure. in um, NASCAR. So IndyCar decides to come up with an idea. They want a driver to backflip off your car. How much would they have to pay you? to backflip off your car after your next win well they would have to pay me a lot to break my neck yeah so that'd be a big medical bill for them 
<laughs> um, so yeah, it, it would be a pretty astronomical number, I think. <laughs> okay, pretty high. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we also have a lot less like height to yeah, start that from. I don't think we yeah. could. I don't think anyone's really going to pull that off. You're not. You'd pretty much have to be able to backflip from the ground. Yeah. 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 Which none of us are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so each week I ask a question, or ask a dr- the driver to give me a question for the next interview. Mm. So um, the last one I did was with Eric Jones, um, and did he, he know that I was? He the next? just knew it was an IndyCar driver. Okay. He didn't know who's going to be with. Um, I didn't know I was going to get this amazing opportunity to sit with for sure here in Portland. So, um, so he's he's asking, is IndyCar about how hard you can drive the car with all that downforce that you guys have, or is it like super finesse where you're trying to? get the car through the mm-hmm. corners that way it's a great question uh it's both so with the downforce um for like a high speed corner you know it's it's more about who's willing to muscle it through the most and and even though there's a lot of downforce the car is sliding and, and moving around a lot so it kind of rewards bravery and commitment um but then the slower speed corners because there's so much downforce it's also drag um and it's pretty hard to we don't have a huge amount of horsepower for the amount of downforce slash drag we create um so you got to be pretty precise with it in order to to be able to get the power down quickly and and kind of extend your full throttle time so it's a tale of of two worlds um i would say it's more finesse required on like a street circuit um versus a you know short oval or a a road course Hmm. interesting yep um, okay, so I, I don't know who the next driver will be, but it'll definitely be back in NASCAR. Yes. Do you have a question that I could ask a NASCAR driver? What is your opinion of Danica? Oh, okay. Oh, man, I would love to know this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much yeah, for my, doing this. I appreciate my pleasure. it. Yeah, no worries. All right, everybody, so there you have it. I am back in my apartment now after biking back. Say what, it was a lot hotter biking back with my backpack on, everything like that. Kind of... Uh, broke out in a sweat here not to paint a, a bad picture for you or anything but whoo man bike bike commuting sounded cool but it was a little bit harder than i expected with jeans and a flannel on and all that stuff but anyway i appreciate um portland and andretti and alexander working that into the schedule on their busy media tour they actually had an event last night in portland where 200 people showed up at this car museum in wilsonville which is sort of uh sort of near Portland, uh, suburban Portland. Then he's doing uh, a whole round of interviews um, this morning, which is Tuesday as I'm recording this, and then this afternoon, then he flies back to Indy. So basically just doing like 24 hours of media and going back to to Indy. I didn't even know there was that much media to do here in Portland, Oregon, especially racing-wise, but apparently there is some interest. So that's a good thing, I think, for everybody here. Hopefully, I wish NASCAR would come to the Pacific Northwest, but that's a whole other podcast. Anyway, the next podcast is going to be with Bob Pakras from ESPN.com. Another fitting thing for Indy 500 week because Bob, as you know, is the NASCAR guy, but he grew up in Indy and first got his start in motorsports covering some Indy races for the college paper at Indiana University and things like that. So that will be posted on Thursday. By the time you hear that, I will already be in Indianapolis for Indy 500 Media Day while I'll be covering the weekend. Then the plan is, after the Indy 500, to go over to NASCAR Chasm's house and record another post-race podcast that combines both the Indy 500 and the Coke 600, although the Coke 600 forecast isn't looking super favorable at the moment, so we'll see what happens with that. But that is the plan. So thank you so much for listening. As always, talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.